Chapter thirty two of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter thirty two. The End of the Quest. Now, saith the story, Sir Galahad rode into a vast forest, wherein he rode many journeys, and he found many adventures, the which he brought to an end, whereof the story maketh here no mention. And on a day it befell him that he was benighted in a hermitage. The good man there was glad when he saw a knight-errant, and made him what cheer he might. Then, when they were at rest, there came a gentlewoman knocking at the door, and called Galahad. So the hermit came to the door to wit what she would, and she said to him that she would speak with the knight that was lodged there. The good man awoke Galahad, and bade him arise and speak with a gentlewoman, that seemed to have great need of him. Then Galahad went to her, and asked her what she would. Galahad, said she, I will that ye arm you, and mount upon your horse, and follow me, for I shall show you within these three days the highest adventure that ever any knight saw. Anon Galahad armed him, and took his horse, and bade the gentlewoman go, and he would follow as she liked. So she rode as fast as her palfrey might bear her, till they came to the seaside, and there they found the ship wherein were Bors and Percival. The witch cried on the ship's board, Sir Galahad, ye be welcome, we have awaited you long. So, leaving his horse behind, Galahad entered into the ship, where the two knights received him with great joy. And the wind arose and drove them through the sea marvellously. Now saith the story that they rode a great while till they came to the castle of Carbonek, where Sir Launcelot had been to fall. They entered within the castle, and then there was great joy, for they wist well that they had fulfilled the quest of the Holy Grail. As they were alone in the hall, it seemed to them that there came a man, in likeness of a bishop, with four angels from heaven, and held mass about a table of silver, whereupon the Holy Grail was and in a vision they saw in the bread of the sacrament a figure in likeness of a child, and the visage was as bright as any fire. Then said the bishop to them, Servants of Jesus Christ, ye shall be fed afore this table with sweet food that never knights tasted. When he had said, he vanished away, and they sat them at the table in great reverence and made their prayers. Then looked they and saw a man that had all the signs of the passion of Jesus Christ, and he said, my knights and my servants and my true children, which be come out of deadly life into spiritual life. I will now no longer hide me from you, but ye shall see now a part of my secrets and of my hid things. Now hold and receive the high meat which ye have so much desired. Then took he himself the holy vessel, and came to Galahad, who knelt down, and there he received the sacrament, and after him so received all his fellows, and they thought it so sweet that it was marvellous to tell. Then said he to Galahad, Son, knowest thou what I hold betwixt my hands? Nay, said he, unless you will tell me. This is, said he, the holy dish wherein I ate the lamb at the last supper, and now hast thou seen that thou most desirest to see, but yet hast thou not seen it so openly as thou shalt see it in the city of Saris in the spiritual place. Therefore thou must go hence, and bear with thee this holy vessel, for this night it shall depart from the realm of Logris, that it shall never be seen more here, 
and knowest thou wherefore? Because they of this land be turned to evil living. Therefore I shall disinherit them of the honour which I have done them. Therefore go ye three unto the sea, where ye shall find your ship ready. Right so departed Galahad, Percival, and Bors with him. They rode three days, and then they came to a rivage, where they found the ship whereof the tale speaketh to fore. When they came to the board, they found in the midst the table of silver, which they had left in the castle of Carbonek, and the holy grail, which was covered with red Samite. Then were they glad to have such things in their fellowship. They had remained some time in the ship, when they awoke of a morning to see the city of Saras afore them. Here they landed, and took out of the ship the table of silver, Percival and Bors going to fore, and Galahad behind. Right so they went to the city, and at the gate of the city they saw an old, bent man. Then Galahad called him, and bade him help to bear this heavy thing. Truly, said the old man, it is ten years since I might go without crutches. Care thou not, said Galahad, arise up and show thy good will. So he essayed and found himself as whole as ever he was. Then ran he to the table and took one part opposite Galahad. Anon arose there great noise in the city that a cripple was made whole by knights marvellous that entered into the city. When the king of the city, which was called Estoros, saw the fellowship, he asked them from whence they were, and what thing it was that they had brought upon the table of silver. And they told him the truth of the Holy Grail, and the power which God had set there. Now King Estoros was a tyrant, and was come of a line of pagans. He took the three knights and put them in a deep hole. But as soon as they were there, our Lord sent them the Holy Grail, through whose grace they were always satisfied while that they were in prison. At the year's end it befell that this king lay sick, and felt that he should die. Then he sent for the three knights. They came afore him, and he cried the mercy of that he had done to them, and they forgave it him goodly, and he died anon. When the king was dead, all the city was dismayed, and wist not who might be their king. Right so as they were in council, there came a voice among them, and bade them choose the youngest knight of them there to be their king, for he should well maintain them and all theirs. So they made Galahad king by all the assent of the whole city. When he was come to behold the land, he let make about the table of silver a chest of gold and of precious stones that covered the holy vessel and every day early the three fellows would come afore it and make their prayers. Now at the year's end the three knights arose early and came to the palace, and saw before them the holy vessel, and a man kneeling, in likeness of a bishop, that had about him a great fellowship of angels. And he called Galahad and said to him, Come forth, thou servant of Jesus Christ, and thou shalt see that thou hast much desired to see. Then Galahad began to tremble right hard, when the deadly flesh began to behold the spiritual things. Then he held up his hands towards heaven, and said, Lord, I thank thee, for now I see what hath been my desire many a day. Now, blessed Lord, would I not longer live, if it might please thee, Lord. Therewith the good man took the sacrament and proffered it to Galahad, and he received it right gladly and meekly. Now, what hast thou what I am? said the good man. I am Joseph of Arimathea, which our Lord hath sent here to thee to bear thee fellowship. And what hast thou therefore he hath sent me more than any other? For thou hast resembled me in two things, and that thou hast seen the marvels of the Holy Grail, 
and in that thou hast been a clean and virtuous knight, as I have been and am. When these words had been spoken, Galahad went to Percival and to Bors, and kissed them, and commended them to God, and said, Salute me to my lord Sir Launcelot, and bid him remember of this unstable world. Therewith he kneeled down to fore the table, and made his prayers, and then suddenly his soul departed to Jesus Christ, and a great multitude of angels bare his soul up to heaven, and the two fellows might well behold it. Also they saw come from heaven a hand, but they saw not the body, and it came right to the vessel, and took it, and bare it up to heaven. Since then was there never a man so hard as to say that he had seen the Holy Grail. When Percival and Bors saw Galahad had died, they made as much sorrow as ever did two men, and if they had not been good men, they might lightly have fallen in despair, and the people of the country and of the city were right heavy. And then he was buried, and as soon as he was buried, Sir Percival betook himself to a hermitage out of the city, where for a year and two months he lived a full holy life, and then passed out of this world. When Bors saw that he was alone in so far countries, he departed from Saris and came to the sea. There he entered into a ship, and so it befell that in good adventures he came into the realm of Logris. And he rode to Camelot, where King Arthur was, and then was there great joy made of him in the court, for they believed all that he was dead, forasmuch as he had been so long out of the country. When they had eaten, the king made great clerks to come afore him, that they should chronicle of the high adventures of the good knights. When Bors had told of the adventures of the Holy Grail, such as had befallen him and his two fellows, that was Percival and Galahad, then Launcelot took the adventures of the Holy Grail that he had seen. All this was made in great books and put in chests at Salisbury. End of chapter 32